This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Buck Sexton. I'm not personally invested in any politician. These are just people that are are given the authority to do a job, and hopefully they do the job well. I'm not looking for somebody to be a savior. I'm looking for someone to be sane. I'm looking for someone to be competent, to, if not make my life easier, at least stop making my life more difficult. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. So this week we talked to Cliff Ravenscraft, who is kind of a podcast pioneer. He discovered his own path years ago. Um, He was lost. In more ways than one, you'll hear in just a moment. But he was an insurance salesman who kind of stumbled into this new home business or entrepreneurship, this lifestyle uh, that he lives now. Really interesting story, but even more interesting than what Cliff found and discovered in his life and how he could live life a little differently is... The amazing changes that he made about a year or so back, these physical changes that have completely transformed him inside and out, they've made a major and I would say a holistic difference in his life in so many more ways than just one. Of course, physically, uh, in his business, in his relationship with his family. Um, but also spiritually, we talk about what he did and how you can do the same thing too to start living life a little differently, to start living on purpose. Cliff Ravenscraft, man, it is so good to have you on. I am so glad to be here, my friend. Looking forward to finally getting a chance to have a one-on-one conversation with you. We've been Facebook friends and <laughs> totally dig the the motivational short videos you put on Facebook from time to time. And it's been uh, fun to get to know you a little bit that way. But I'm stoked that we get to have a conversation. You know, I, quite honestly, I feel the same way. Uh, I see the stuff that you post all the time and in what you your evolution in what you're doing with your life, man. And I got to tell you, I am I'm really inspired um so folks don't know cliff is like one of the pioneers of this uh this great podcasting movement and you know you really you've been doing this uh since like the very beginning let's talk a little bit about that and kind of maybe touch on you know, how that's led you to where you are now. All right. So for me, basically, it all started out just playing around as a hobby. I've always been into technology. And when I got into podcasting, playing around with it, I had already been blogging since 1996, back before it was called blogging. 
And I had already been communicating before blogging using email grouped lists. So I've always wanted to communicate a message that I had in my heart out to a larger audience throughout the world. And, And it goes all the way back to bulletin board systems. And before that, it goes all the way back to using a handheld base station CB radio from Radio Shack broadcasting illegally for long periods of time over a citizen's band. Uh, radio wave. So I've always had this passion for the technology of taking my message and spreading it out into the world, uh, whatever my message happens to be. And, and my message has always seemed to be whatever pa- I'm passionate about at the given, that given time. So back in 2005, I was blogging and um, not seeing a lot of success with having an online following. I, you know, I had a, maybe two or 300 people per month that might land on my blog to read a post. And that's me promoting the heck out of my blog. But again, there was really no purpose or real meaning behind the blog. It was just me randomly sharing things that I'm interested in and trying to get that out to as many other people who might read it. And I noticed something really interesting when I fell in love with the TV show Lost. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah. And uh, I know quite a few people who were kind of addicted. Yeah. So my wife was addicted to that show from the very beginning. I never got it. I couldn't understand what the heck it was about. Um, Never watched an episode, but she was addicted to the show. It's like you couldn't speak a word to her while it was on. I, I just didn't get it. Until uh, it was the last three episodes of the first season, which basically was a kind of like almost a three part finale. And it was that third to last episode. And I'm sitting on the couch and she's watching it. I've got my laptop in my in my lap, obviously, and I'm doing my thing. And I'm kind of just casually checking out what's going on. And you'll know what I mean when when the guy, Mr. Friendly says, we're going to have to take the boy. Okay, who is Mr. Friendly and, and what's going on here? And then there's there's this hidden underground layer and a light emanates from it. So I'm hooked. And I decide, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to this show. There's this mystery that's going on. And what I realized is that there was an entire uh, hidden layer to the television show. So you could, So you could be a casual viewer of Lost and really dig this show. That's what my wife really was. However, I was really intrigued by the mystery and I started researching, you know, little hidden clues that I, I, I saw on the screen and, and I found that they had an online forum. This was the first television show where ABC created an online forum for the television show that had uh, the cast as a members of the forum, the writers and producer of the show were, were members of the forum and literally hundreds of thousands of people all over the world were coming to discuss their theories about what they think the mystery of the show lost is. And I realized this was the first time the Internet was being used to be kind of like an, a, an extra layer of a television show. And I absolutely was thrilled. In fact, I don't know if you know this, Justin, but they actually hid all kinds of things in like almost single frames of not single frames, but like within three seconds in the background, there was a hidden clue in almost every episode. There was like anywhere between one to as many as seven or eight of these. Just to give you an idea, there were people who would actually record high definition versions of the television show and they would release in pictures, frame by frame, every single frame from that episode for people to evaluate. Wow. 
every frame of the television show was recorded in high def and released as literally thousands of frames that you could look at in high def to see the hidden stuff in the background. So I started blogging about the television show Lost and my blog readership went through the roof. And what happened was I'm like, I had discovered podcasting and it's like, wow, this is amazing. I love this idea of people recording content, putting it online and just average people in their basements or in their living room recording and putting content out about things that they're passionate about. And the third or no, the fourth podcast I ever listened to was a podcast devoted to Lost. I did a search to see if there were any podcasts devoted to the TV show Lost. There were five of them. And so I subscribed to all five of them. Each of them were about an hour or more in length. And I listened to every episode of every one of those podcasts every week. That's how crazy devoted I was to this show. (laughs) That's awesome. So again, you're getting the idea that this is something I'm passionate about. And it has absolutely nothing to do with money. I was very well paid as an insurance agent. I had other things that were my interests. This was just pure hobby, pure passion. Mm -hmm. One day I wrote a theory on my blog called the Thomas Theory. And I had proof to back it up. I had screen captures, spent hours of my life pouring this thing together. And I called in. Uh, I actually recorded a short MP3 audio. This is about under three minutes of worth of audio explaining my theory and telling folks, if you're interested in learning more, I have screen caps and more on my blog at ravenscraft.org, which was my old blog at the time. And I submitted that to the top number one podcast devoted to Lost at the time or from a fan. It was Ryan and Jen Azawa from Hawaii. And they played my audio feedback in their show. And I happened to know that they had tens of thousands of subscribers. And this blew me away, Justin. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my voice is being broadcast around the world to thousands of people. And my blog readership went through the roof. And not only that, but Entertainment Weekly did an entire story on their website about my theory and linked back to my blog. This was huge. And then all of a sudden people said, Cliff, you should do your own podcast. And well, Justin, it didn't take a lot to stroke my ego. (laughs) So I said, well, heck yeah, I'll I'll do a podcast. And my Mm -hmm. very first podcast was called Generally Speaking, because at the time I had three passions. I had my my three greatest passions in the world at the time were technology, uh, uh, the television show Lost and my faith. You know, so I was I was an insurance agent. That's what I did full time uh, on the side just because I, I felt call, a calling to it. I was a I was an associate pastor of a church and I was addicted to this television show Lost. And I've already told you that I've had an addiction with technology and, and getting a message out to people about things that I'm passionate about since I was a kid. So those were my passions. And here's the deal. When I created decided to create my own podcast, well, Okay, I was addicted to Lost, and as much as I sound crazy, loyal, devoted to it, I was just, on a scale of 1 to 10, my obsession was probably around a 6 compared to the people who were really obsessed and had absolutely everything you could know. They had an encyclopedic knowledge about Lost. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, there's already five podcasts devoted to Lost. Who wants to hear one just from me? And there were, I mean, podcasting was all about technology first adopters. And that's, it seemed like almost every podcast out there was almost a technology based podcast. 
So I'm like, I'm not going to do a podcast about technology. And as far as faith, all the radio, Christian radio broadcasters from all those years, they pretty much adopted podcasting pretty early on. And I'm thinking, you know, they certainly know a whole lot more about faith and can communicate it a whole lot better than I. So it's kind of like this question, Justin, who am I to create a podcast about any one particular topic? Who's going to listen to me? And I figured I'm going to create a podcast called Generally Speaking. And in that very first episode of the Generally Speaking podcast, I explained everything that I just said to you. And then I said, in this podcast, I know that some of you will be interested in hearing me talk about loss, but you're not going to care about my faith or about technology. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something crazy. Every episode will have a title. And when you look at it in your podcast listing, if it says the word technology first, If you don't want to listen to me talk about technology, just delete that episode. If it says lost first in the title, then that's a podcast devoted to lost. So each episode will be devoted to either lost technology or faith, and you'll be able to know which ones you could just delete immediately. And that was my approach. And so after I explained that, I said, and now that I've got all of that out of the way, this first episode is devoted to Lost. And I finished out the rest of the episode talking about my love and passion for Lost. I put it online, Justin, and I'm thinking, you know, 50 people at most are going to listen to this. Mm. Over 500 people within the first three days. <laughs> and then while wow. uh, Ryan and Jen asked me if I wanted to be a part of the Lost Podcast Network, which was just a uh, blogger uh, slash blogspot.com uh, uh, blog post mm-hmm. where all of us had access. We were all – anybody who had a Lost Podcast was given login credentials to – to rebroadcast our episodes in that one combined feed Hmm. as well as our individual feeds. And by my third episode, I had over 17,000 subscribers. All right, great. This is a good place to take a break. And if you're feeling kind of lost right now, it's okay. Hang with me because what I'm hearing and what you may be hearing too with Cliff and his story is that he sounds like he kind of just stumbled in to success. Sounds like he kind of just sort of fell into it, but there may be more than what meets the eye. We'll talk about that next and and find out whether or not he knew he made it when he did, in fact, know that he made it, so to speak, all about living your life on purpose. Success leaves clues and we'll follow the trail next with Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Justin Parkway. This is On Purpose. On Purpose. On the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. These are people who want to regulate every business. They've never met a regulation they don't like, except for regulations on abortion claims. When was the last time you heard a progressive complain about regulations on business other than on abortion clinics? They never do. And then you take the Second Amendment, for instance, and they want to regulate it into oblivion. But when it comes to abortion, they say, nope, hands off. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio.
This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. We're talking to Cliff Ravenscraft, who is, of course, one of the founding fathers of podcasting, a pioneer, and he's the podcast answer man. Many people know him um, as such. But, Cliff, there's so much more to this guy than meets the eye, uh, so much more three-dimensional. We're going to talk about what Cliff's up to today and, and how he is uh, living his life on purpose. It kind of sounds like Cliff has stumbled into success with this this lost podcast, but I know there's a little bit more that goes into it. We'll talk about that too. Cliff, can you tell me though, when did you start to kind of get the feeling like, Oh my gosh, you know, for somebody listening that wants to kind of do their own thing, like this is going to take off. This is the big thing. Was it when you did the first podcast and you had 500 listeners or when you started to really start to see the numbers increase? What was that for you? It wasn't either of those. So so the story starts is that I had my big success with that first one and I, I had way more people listen to it. And I had people say, Cliff, I don't care about your technology. I don't care about your faith. Will you please just podcast about loss? And after I got more than two people who said that, I'm like, if there are more than two people who want to hear me talk about loss, by golly, I'm going to talk about loss. <laughs> and so the second episode, I said, welcome to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, which today it's called the Production Network, but that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, so episode number two, I knew I was going to create other podcasts. Now, I didn't know it was going to be a thing. I didn't know it wasn't going to be a pursuit for a career or anything like that. I just knew that I had other things I wanted to talk about except for, you know, besides Lost. But I had people who wanted to hear me just talk about Lost. And that's after I announced that I am going to do a Lost only podcast. That's when I got invited to the network. And by that third episode, that's when I had that many subscribers. But even then, Justin, it was just me playing around. It was just me having fun. And to be honest with you, I wasn't great. And in fact, I was a bit arrogant by the numbers of people who were listening around the world. And and I, I, it, I let it go to my head a little bit. Well, actually a lot. And and I got a lot of negative feedback and stuff like that. But mm. when it really started to click for me was when I started receiving emails. And I, I'll never forget the first email that says, Cliff, I've been listening to you and your wife because my wife joined me in the second episode, by the way, for talking about Lost. And um, I, I've been listening to you and your wife's Lost podcast for several weeks now. And I get this sensation that from hearing you talk about the topics on the show together, that you and your wife are Christians. I hope that's not offensive if I'm wrong, but can you tell me, am I right? Are you guys Christians? And I wrote back and I said, well, that's not offensive at all. Yes, my wife and I happen to be Christians. In fact, I, you know, have been in ministry since 1996 and stuff like that. And this person wrote me back an email that if I was to print it out at the time, it would have been about five pages long. And it was them spilling their life about their history through faith and just really struggling with just all kinds of different things, asking for my advice. And it's like, I just listen to you and I just feel like you're somebody who might have some answers that I'm looking for. And Justin, being involved in ministry for so many years, this is the first time I've ever had somebody so authentically share who they were and ask for advice in an open way. And I, I answered that email and we went on to have many more conversations via email. And then other emails started to come in that were similar to that. But some of them were just like, hey, I heard you and your wife talking on the television show uh, about the television show. And one, you just guys casually said that you guys are almost completely debt free as a result of some program you signed up for. Can you talk more about that? And I'm like, well, OK. I'm not going to be able to talk about that in the Lost Podcast because people would revolt if I talk about living debt-free and Dave Ramsey. Hmm. 
but what if I created a second podcast and this second podcast would allow me to do what I intended to do with the first podcast, which was to talk about anything and everything I wanted to, uh, to talk about. And at the time, that show was called um, My Crazy Life. Now, after 398 episodes, I rebranded that show to called, being called Pursuing a Balanced Life. And that show is still going today. In fact, if I go to pursuingabalancedlife.com, my second podcast I ever created now has 626 episodes. Wow. So what happened was I, I started getting all of these emails about these just random different things. And instead of answering each one individually, because a lot of the same questions were coming up over and over again, I would write back and say, listen, I could spend hours responding to you via email or I could get behind a microphone and I could record an, an entire podcast about what you're asking. And if you don't mind, I would prefer to do it that way. And if you want, I could either leave your name off of the email when I read it so that nobody can identify who it's coming from, or I can include your name. And some people said, yeah, if you could take my name out, that'd be great. I would, I'll, I'll gladly listen. And some people said, keep my name in there. And so that's how pursuing a balanced life got started. I, I started taking these questions and Justin, it was as soon as I started that second podcast that I knew that this was going to be a part of something bigger in my life. It was when people mm. specifically said, Cliff, I desire to learn more about X, Y, or Z from you and your perspective, and I can't wait to listen. Please talk about this. And as soon as I, as soon as I knew that, and, and, and the kind of content that we were having, I mean, the, Stephanie, the kind of content, living debt free, um, how did I come to faith? You know, how, how is it that I come to be a logical person but still believes in an, an invisible God or whatever? How is it that you and your wife are able to stay happily married? And what are the five threats to marital oneness that we learned at a marriage conference that we went to? And, you know, the, the, what are the five love languages and how have we learned to communicate um, in to each other in our love languages. This is the kind of content that we were sharing. And I realized, Justin, that I was having more of an impact and influence in a very positive way in people's lives through podcasting than I was either number one through my career as an insurance agent and number two, most importantly, through any position I ever held within the inst institutionalized thing called the local church isn't that something you know um hearing you hearing you say that like i feel my definition of a of a purpose or of meaning like really the meaning of life is to go through it learn those things that we we learn we're presented with challenges or or obstacles and see the opportunity that we learn through those things uh we we grow through them through them not go through them and then share that experience and wisdom with other people um it kind of makes things feel so much better. And it kind of sounds like that's what you were, what you were saying. Absolutely. In fact, it's what you just did. And I know for a fact you haven't seen this, but you almost read my personal mission statement, which I've discerned over many years as a result of all the podcasting that I've done. Can I read my mission statement to Absolutely. you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. This is my mission statement. It says, my mission first and foremost is to pursue the life for which I was created. I am always learning. I share experiences from my journey in life, my successes, failures, fears, hopes, 
dreams, etc. And what I'm learning from these experiences in an authentic and transparent way with the intent to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration that motivates others to take their own life to the next level. I am committed to generating the amount of income that allows my allows me to meet the needs and goals of my family and to fulfill my mission in the world. I create content, products, and services and promote the content, products, and services of others that add great value to people's lives. I am committed to setting new goals, achieving them, and sharing the results so that I may help others find ways of doing the same in their own life. I am consistently expanding my mindset of what is possible and always looking for ways to help others do the same. I am a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I may fail miserably at times, in a way that encourages others. When asked... I am always prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have in Jesus with gentleness and respect. That is, uh, that really is something else. And the way you summed it up, man, I see you, everything I see that I know of, of, of you, I see you, um, really striving for that and living that way. You know, I take a break here and we come back. I want to find out how did you craft that? What did you do? You know, how can maybe we look to craft a mission statement like that for ourselves and our lives and kind of touch on some of the things that you did there. Let's take a quick break. More with Cliff Ravenscraft after this. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stu. Jeffy's a spammer. Uh, spamming a lot of his websites. You probably get uh, some enlargement pills from like- Jeffy. Uh, ads I like much. to send out ads to people who are in need. not customers yet. Yeah, and they're per- potentially in need right. of enlargement of some kind. I mean, you know, right, 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 Jeffy. That's one of the products. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. We're back with Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, I think by now you're starting to get really the picture of who he is. Yes, the podcast answer man, a pioneer in the film, but a guy who really had gone from one place in his life as an insurance salesman, um, it really to a completely new spot. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom, but man, is there purpose. Uh, in your life, Cliff. And I think that's one of the coolest things. We just, you just actually read your, your mission statement and, and, and really kind of sums up, um, really well what your life is all about today. And I, could you just share maybe a little bit about how you sort of got the idea to craft that, what that process was like so that instead of going through life without a map, without a GPS, that you're living life, on purpose. Oh man! Well, first of all, it, it, these days it is absolutely essential that I have this mission statement in front of me because I, I know for a fact this is the life for which I was created. Uh, there is no question. And you notice? Did you notice that the word podcasting was not in there? Right. The the word podcasting does not exist in that mission statement. Hmm. But creating content mm-hmm. and also products and services, but specifically content. 
is is what I'm created to do. I'm and c- content can be r- writing books. It can be me speaking sure. at public events. It can be me posting pictures of my sweaty self after a workout mm-hmm. on Facebook. I mean, that's content to me. And and so how that what happens is knowing this mission statement and being clear about what I'm doing. Justin, I don't know about you, but there have been times, you know, I've, I've experienced some massive success in my business. And if, if we want to go into it, I can go back and talk about how horrible my business was financially when I first started it. But today I've, I've achieved a level of success financially in my business that I never would have dreamed possible 10 years ago. And it blows my mind. But there are there had been days where and, and sometimes weeks and sometimes months where I would get busy and, and caught up doing other things that are not directly income generating things. And I feel like, man, uh, you know, I, I feel less worthy because I tie, you know how we oftentimes tie our feeling of self-worth by how much income we're generating. I don't know about you as a husband oh, and a father, mm-hmm. but do you have kids? No, nope, not yet. Just okay. three dogs who think they're uh, kids. Well, <laughs> even as a, as a husband, I would imagine yeah. you probably feel some kind of pressure and mm-hmm. yeah. it's like you, when you're, when you're bringing home the bacon, um, you feel really great. And, and if you're doing an exceptionally well job at it, that's wonderful. But man, if you're, if you, you slack a little bit and you have a month where you don't bring home a paycheck because, well, you know, you didn't do as much work this time as, as you did as, as pushed harder uh, previously. So you all of a sudden it's like, man, so much of how I feel about myself is had been tied to how successful financially certain things are doing. And when I pull away and, and, and start pursuing something that's a passion of mine that's not necessarily going to generate income directly or, or maybe not even at all, I started to feel like, man, I'm wasting my time. I'm being lazy. Mm. But in reality, I am fulfilling my mission in a much bigger way mm. than financially. The, the rewards are, are way beyond it because I am having a powerful and positive impact in other people's lives, not to mention my own. And the biggest part of this is that in January or actually in December of last year, I made the decision to completely wipe away every single goal for my business for 2015. I had 12 different goals for 2015 written out on a whiteboard and then transcribed and put into my Evernote. And those were going to be the things that I was going to shoot for. And I was going to take my business to even a whole new level. And and if I would have done it, I kept them there. I would have achieved almost every single one of them, uh, at least all the ones that I decided to you know follow through on and make an effort. But here's what I did, Justin. In December, I decided no goals for my business in 2015. In fact, I'm shutting down anything that requires my ongoing attention. Uh, I shut down a, a podcast mastermind organization that I hosted. It had 45 members, generated over $58,000 of income for me, completely shut it down. I, won't, I can't tell you how much money I was making as, as a consultant and, uh, or as a contracted uh, person for a director of a conference, but I completely shut that down. Massive income drop as a result of that one as well. And I also took my number one income producer, which is my podcasting A to Z course, and instead of doing six of them in 2015, I only did four, and that was the only thing I did in my business. And I said... Everything in my business is going on autopilot in 2015, and I'm only focusing on one goal, and that is creating a brand new 
lifestyle of health and fitness for my own personal benefit. It's all about me in 2015. And and you've done a you've done an amazing job. Uh, have you found since you've done that? A lot of people talk about creating that one goal that maybe called a push goal or a, you know, that's a, it's one thing that can dramatically affect everything else in your life, everything, all the other goals or things that you might have. It has. And, and so it, it definitely, I have achieved success. In fact, I achieved the success much earlier than I thought that I would achieve it. Um, in, in the area of de- developing and landing in the lifestyle. So uh, just to give people an idea of where I came from, when I started working for myself, I was working around the clock and making very little money at all. In fact, for the first year, my business only paid me $11,000 total income for the year. And I was, you know, I was making $87,000 a year plus all kinds of crazy wild benefits as an insurance agent. Uh, But, you know, it it was a terrible year that first year. And at the end of the first year, after working around the clocks seven days a week, I ended up in the hospital for two weeks and almost died. Wow. Um, I I got out of the hospital. I was I I weighed 272 pounds. I was much closer to 300 pounds than I was to 200 and just basically just uh, uh, seriously obese in, in a very bad way. And, you know, I decided I wanted to try to turn things around and and I actually did achieve some success there for a while after getting out of the hospital and recovering from surgery. And over the course of, I guess, probably a year and a half, I dropped from 272 pounds down to 212. And, And one thing led to another and I ended up gaining almost all of it back Mm -hmm. so that by November of last year, November of last year, I weighed in at 268 pounds, almost Mm -hmm. all of that weight back. And the reason why is because I was throwing my lifestyle, my life and my identity was tied to my work and specifically my work that was generating significant and serious income. And also, uh, and, and what happened was I found that by focusing only on all my time, effort, and energy was all focused on income-producing things to, related to my business, I found that many of my other passion proje- products or pa- projects uh, were getting the cold shoulder. For example, I went months without resor- re- recording or producing an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, I got to the place where you know I wasn't looking forward to creating any other content that didn't have a direct response of financial income. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. And not only that, but I just obviously, because I had gone all the way, I, I completely neglected my physical health again. And I started to notice a lot of... Um, symptoms that were you know, that seemed to be early signs of probably diabetes coming on and and heart and chest rate related uh, pain and, and stuff like that and numbness in my left side I'm like this is this is crazy I even ended up in the hospital for another week the uh, a couple about a year and a half two years ago thinking that I had a stroke so you know oh, it's, it's, this this was crazy and I'm like I need to do something about this and not to mention the fact just the 
the pure vanity of it. You know, here I am a professional paid public speaker and I get up on stage and I, I feel so self-conscious about how I look on stage. Here I am. These people are want to be in, you know, th- these people want to look up to me and, and they, they say, gosh, Cliff, you're such a success in the field of uh, building your own online business. And, and you have all the success with how many people know you and how many people you've helped in business and how many I've, I've helped launch tens of thousands of podcasts for people. And, and with all of that success, so many people want to mimic it and they look up to me as, as kind of in an idolizing kind of way. And I'm like, guys, I am not living the kind of life that I want you guys to live. You guys want to, you guys want to achieve the, the success, the level of success that I have. But for those of you who are married or those of you who have kids, I, I, I hope that I don't help you achieve the level of success that I have achieved by doing the things that it took me that I did to get here. And so I felt like not like a fraud because I wasn't a fraud. I was I had I had by I had achieved the success that I had achieved. But I'm like there's got to be a way to do it in a different way, a more healthy, a more balanced way. And and so I knew that I had gone to the extreme. I am a recovering workaholic, Justin. I mean, in the strictest, I am a workaholic and I know this about myself. And one of the things, that's what I decided back in November, I decided, you know what? I read this book called Younger Next Year. Hmm. And this book told me about what life would be like if I continued to live until I was 60, 70 or 80 years old. And the reality is, is I was going to be one, if, if I lived physically, I was on, I was on the path of being the guy who had a very successful business but eventually got to the place where he could no longer work because although I'm alive at 50 or 60 or 70 years old I'm one of those guys who's consistently falling down breaking their hip walking around with a walker or in a wheelchair um you know the this I'm I'm the guy on the the motor scooter that you know that can barely stand the weight of my 580 pound body that's the lifestyle I was working towards. And I didn't like that about me. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do what this book says. Younger Next Year is the name of the book. And I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I'm going to make this a part of my lifestyle. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm doing what this book says. I am going to get physically healthy and I'm going to, uh, by all intents and purposes, my body is going to get younger year by year by becoming a healthy individual as far as body weight and body mass composition. I am going to be doing six days a week. And what I decided was that I would do two to three days a week of intense strength training, building muscle, uh, working with a personal trainer. And I decided that I would do the remaining three days of the week as high intensity, high intensity a cardio aerobic exercise. And I said, you know what? The only way I'm going to be able to do this is if I go to the same kind of extreme that I did with my work and, and shift my lifestyle over to making that my identity for the year 2015. And that's what I did. And so, um, in 2000, from December, from November 14th, I've been working out six days a week, every single week. And I have not failed in that. I mean, maybe there, there have been maybe a a time when I was sick for three days and the doctor told me to lay off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, that has been my commitment. That has been my, that has been become my addiction. 
And what happened was when I first started this program of doing this, um, I, I decided to sign up as the result of a mentor asking me, he says, Cliff, I'm, I'm willing to mentor you and keep you accountable but here's what I want you to do. I want you to read this book. I want you to commit to doing this six days a week. And he goes, I also want you to commit to doing a triathlon with me in May. And I'm like, seriously, a triathlon? Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll do a triathlon with you. And so at first, the, the getting into the process of working out six days a week, it was really trying to make sure that I'm not letting down my mentor, uh, trying to keep up this commitment that I've made to myself, trying to remind myself that I'm doing it for my family, remembering that this is, you know, I'm working on my future self. You know, I want to be that 70 or 80 year old guy who can go on a hundred mile bike ride and pass up everybody else in the pack. Um, that's who I want to be when I'm 70 years old. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I have this vision, but here's the deal. Six days a week, I would say that two days a week, I was really eager and looking forward to it. The other four days was a real struggle to get there. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to ask you about that because there's a guy who's kind of been through that. And, uh, you know, several years ago, uh, I weighed almost 400 pounds and went through a very similar process. But I was in the gym, you know, five, six days a week. And there were definitely days I didn't want to do it. I think this is a really interesting point. Um, I want to ask you a question about what you did to make yourself do what needed to be done because I think there's a lot of times push comes to shove you know obviously it's so much easier not to do the things that we need to do so what do you find that is it willpower is there some sort of inspiration motivation the thing that pushes you over the edge we'll talk about that when we come back it's all part of living this theme of living on purpose no matter whether it is uh, you're starting a business you know you want to like reinvent yourself in your career or physically um, whatever path you're walking Cliff Ravenscraft is who joins us next as we'll continue telling his story right after this extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes this is on purpose with Justin Barclay on the blaze radio network Jay Severin I'll tell you what I think about despite my history with Mitt Romney despite what I think of him and everything else I will tell you honestly with my heart and soul what I think about what he did this morning in calling a national press conference to attack Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Ordinary heroes walk among us every day. These are their stories. On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so they say success leaves clues. I don't know if you've heard that before. Tony Robbins is big mentioning that, but it's true, right? If you want to know how something is done, you got to talk to somebody who's done it, right? So Cliff is just talking about his amazing weight loss and some of the changes that he's implemented in his life. And I know, Cliff, you've committed to working out, moving six days a week. I know that's tough. What was it that pushed you over the edge and, and kept you going? You've been doing that since November now. Was it willpower? Was it some sort of other accountability? What was it? Well, there there are a couple things. There was a willpower was certainly involved. I had a mentor. I think it's important to have a mentor that you 
don't want to disappoint. See, I've had I've had mm-hmm. accountability partners mm-hmm. before, and the reality is, is some of those guys they just you know it's like they they don't follow up or whatever the case may be, or to let them down, it's not that big of a deal. In fact, you're kind of hoping that they're deciding to be on the journey with you, and that they they kind of drop the ball because mm-hmm. then you can kind of blame them you don't think these things directly but subconsciously you this is the mindset that's going on uh but no this this was a guy who had already achieved this kind of lifestyle change he was in he had just turned i think 70 years old and he's a very successful person and he's he's been through this transformation himself and he's somebody who is somebody i looked up to in business and in my career and everything Mm -hmm. like this and so this was somebody that I looked up to a lot and for me to it, it kind of like a father figure, you know, you want to, you want to impress your dad, you know, it, it's that kind of relationship. And I'm, I just didn't want to let the guy down. turns out that, um, I didn't get a ton of follow up from him, but the fact is, is that I just, I wanted to, I, I, I just loved the adrenaline rush of saying I did it today. I did it today. And I would actually do more of following up with him than he did with me. Uh, and at first it was, you know, the, I, I've got to be prepared for this triathlon. I can't go to a triathlon and not have prepared for it. So no. that was a little bit of a motivator as well. And another thing that I did, Justin, is I started posting um, post-workout selfies. And I, I can tell you right now, that it, it's a little bit selfish of why I did that. Uh, I loved the idea of taking the picture that, you know, I've got sweat pouring down my face. And I'm like, hey, guys. I just did 45 minutes of a workout on the elliptical. I burned, you know, 650 calories uh, and I feel great about my, myself as a result of doing this. And people are like, great job, Cliff. That is so awesome. And, you know, just little people, just one, even if it's just great job or somebody writes awesome, I will tell you that there was a little bit of adrenaline And a little bit of an endorphin that comes with reading every little comment that somebody would post on a selfie. Even the ones who – sometimes it's just seeing the like count go up on those pictures. Sure. Sometimes that even was a motivator for me. And so initially when I started posting these post-workout selfies, Justin, I'm not afraid to, to admit that it was about me. It was about me because it really helped me show to the world, hey, I'm doing something. Of value, I may not be working in my business right now. <laughs> I may, I may completely be dropping the ball in my business. Technically, in my own mind, I mean, I'm still probably doing more than success than what most people do in their businesses. But still, in my mind, I'm being completely lazy re- related to my business. But I'm succeeding somewhere, and I just got to let somebody know. And yeah. you know, if you could just give me a little virtual high five, I'm cool with that. And it was that was a motivator for me. And what happened was over time, um, it did become a habit. Now, I just finished reading the book, The One Thing. I think it's Greg McEwen or I, I don't even know who wrote this book, but Greg Keller or something. Somebody, The One Thing is the name of the book. And in the book, it says many people believe and have been taught it takes 21 days to establish a habit. And that is true for many habits. But more, but every habit that you're trying to establish takes different times. And the median eight, the median time that it takes to develop a habit is actually 66 days. Did you hear that? I have heard that, that it's not just 21, but it's like three times, you know, over that, that course. And that was, that sounds right. And here's what I can tell you is that is exactly what happened with me. So those first 
two months or, you know, those first 60 days or so, it was willpower. It was trying not to let down my mentor. It was the endorphins that came from sharing this with my community and getting the little virtual high fives or pats on the back. It was also not, you know, it it was also the fact that I had let my community know that this was what I was going to do. I mean, I I did. If you go to gspn.tv slash start here, that's going to take you to episode 583 of Pursuing a Balanced Life, where I announced to the world that that was the day I was going to decide to start living. Hmm. And, and so I told the whole world six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I know many of you are going to say, Cliff, you've said this before, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but this is the time it's different. And here's why. Hmm. And, and I did not want to let those I did not want to prove any of my naysayers right. And so I had that going for me. So those first 60 days was all of those things together keeping me going. And I will tell you, even then, those first 60 days, there was even at the even at the best of the times near the closest to the 66 days, I was still one or two days a week forcing myself to get in. And I'm talking about nine, 10 o'clock at night getting on the elliptical or the treadmill. Hmm. So but what I can tell you is after about two months, it did become a habit. It, it just it was it was a habit. It was something I did. And yes, Justin, there were still days that I didn't want to do it, but it wasn't difficult to put one shoe on and stick one foot out the door. It it was much easier. It was kind of like an automatic response. It's almost almost like breathing. Yeah. It was just like it's not the question shifted from am I going to work out today to Okay, when am I going to work out today? Did you set yourself up, Cliff, at any time to make this process easier by, I've heard people talking about doing things like putting their shoes right next to their bed in the morning. So when they get up there, they just put the shoes on and, and go. You know, I tried all those things and no, I, none of those things worked for me. The, the, the thing that worked for me was the fact that I just said that this is what I was going to do. And, and it was just pure hard headed determination that this is what I was going to do. And, and I always reminded myself of why I was doing it. And again, it goes back to what I shared in episode 583 of Pursuing a Balanced Life and what I learned from the book Younger Next Year. As long as I remember that, I, I'm in. I'm in there. And here's what I can tell you is that after 60 days or after two months, it did become a habit and it had been a habit for quite some time. But Justin... There was a time when it shifted. It's no, this is no longer a habit for me. And this isn't just a lifestyle for me. I will tell you right now, Justin, I am no longer a workaholic. I am a workoutaholic. (laughs) I am, I am as addicted to working out physically as I ever had been working. Isn't that something? I find my purest joy and satisfaction not in the work that I do, but in the workout that I do. Hmm. And and it is it is so invigorating. I mean, literally t- today, I'm so excited that tomorrow uh, things are, my my kids have a talent show at the high school, and as a result of that, we had to move our our, our strength training day from Thursday to today. So today is leg day instead of tomorrow. Ooh. So I did chest and triceps last night uh-huh. and my triceps are bulging out of the back of my arms, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm feeling my chest is really nice and tight and sore. And, and I'm just pumped up that at four thirty this afternoon, uh, I'm going to turn my legs into rubber. 
and and I'll probably need to crawl to my car. Uh-huh. And I can't wait for that feeling. And the cool thing is, is I've learned about this thing called DOMS. It's called delayed onset muscle soreness. Hmm. And what's really awesome is that I already know that I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm rub, walking on rubber bands to my car this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to feel fine later tonight and mm-hmm. tomorrow, all day tomorrow, I'm going to be th- feeling fine. And then the next Friday, <laughs> Friday morning, I am going to be in so much pain, right? Uh-huh. But that pain is the greatest pain you could possibly imagine. It is a good pain, isn't it? It's a feeling of accomplishment. Oh, it feels so great. And so mm-hmm. I... I'm addicted. And, and the only thing is I wish I could afford. Well, I, I, the truth is, is if I, I could afford anything that I put my mind to that I wanted enough. But you know what? I almost wish I could work out like heavy, high intensity physical uh, um, strength training, lifting weights and all this stuff. I wish I could just have my personal trainer work with me for an hour every day, six days a week, because sometimes cardio is just like boring and stuff like that. But I've, sure. I've found cardio that I love. The Stairmaster rocks, my friend. I've seen you taking those pictures. Yeah. And you, and you, like you said, usually it's the post-workout, the sweat stripping and, uh, that, that, that feeling has to, you know, I think that has to be part of it is that you, at the end, you've got this treat waiting for you. Yeah. And the, the, well, for me, the, and the treat is how I feel about accomplishing the goal. And you know, I I did, by the way, I did my triathlon. I ran across the finish line. That was totally awesome. Yeah. And people are like, Cliff, when you sign up for your next event, I'm like, I don't, you know what? Three months before the, so I had six months before the, the triathlon to train for it. When I had made the commitment three months into my training, the, the triathlon no longer became a goal. I, I was still going to do the, the triathlon, but I only did it because I made a commitment to my mentor that I would do it with him. Hmm. I had completely lost all interest in the in the triathlon. Hmm. And the reason why is because I wasn't training for an event. I was training for running across the finish line every day. And I told people this and they said, Cliff, no, once you get there, you're going to go across the finish line. You're going to be addicted to that feeling and and you're going to immediately want to sign up for the next one. And I'm like, we'll see. I'll I'll be open to whatever you say. But you know what? I I crossed that finish line and I have zero desire to sign up for any event. I don't care about 5Ks, marathons, half marathons triathlons, uh, cycling events, all of those stuff. Care less about that. I get to cross a finish line every single day. Every day I finish a workout, I've crossed the finish line for that day. So every day is an event called life that I train for. And that's something you throw your hands up and, and, and cut that tape every, I every do. time and you're done. I, I sh- and, and I go to fa- I go to Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I, or I go to Instagram and I let it share out to Twitter and Facebook. So when you basically when you see me post a post workout selfie, that is my equivalent of saying I just crossed the finish line. Yeah. Every day I'm crossing the finish line. That's what I, I, I'm so addicted. And here's what I can tell you, Justin, is that once you start seeing the results, now again, for me, you can tell through all of this conversation I've had about this lifestyle change, right? How much have I talked about weight? Yeah, it's, it's like the, uh, the side effect, the after. I, I haven't talked about weight at all yet, but I will tell you, it is exciting to see the results. Now, my goal is not to lose weight. My goal is to work out intensely six mm-hmm. days a week, every week. And by the way, my goal is to to have a strong, healthy 
fit body. Mm-hmm. And so I do actually want to have some muscles. I, I, I have this goal and I've only shared it with a couple people, but this might be the first place where I've shared it in a podcast. Um, but I actually have a goal that one day your friend Cliff Ravenscraft will be featured on the front cover of men's health or, or men's fitness magazine. Nice. I don't want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, bodybuilder big. But I, I I have this crazy goal that I want to be on Men's Health or Men's Fitness magazine. I want to be a, I want to be a cover story one day, and and to, you know I, and of course for me I am going to have a six pack of abs. I am I, I am going yeah. to have those arms that are going to be you know pretty intimidating looking. You know it's like wow check this out. And I'm already starting to see the transformation, and that is addicting as well. Mm. And here, it's, if anybody's interested, I started Nove, November 14th. Today is October 14th. It's been 11. Oh, you're almost an entire year. Look 11 months. And so far, I've burned well over 70 pounds of fat. And I've gained over 20 pounds of muscle. Wow. And as of today, I'm down 52 pounds total. That so, is awesome. And, and here's what I can tell you is that on November, now I've, you've seen probably a couple before and after photos, right? Yeah. And if anybody's interested in seeing some before and after photos, I have a, a blog post. If you don't mind me po- uh, no, absolutely. sharing is podcastanswerman.com slash six months. And that's S I X M O N T H S. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash six months, you'll see my six month before and after photo. And then I've actually done a couple updates to that post since then that actually shows some other progress. One of them is a selfie of me uh, flexing my bicep muscle in, in a mirror, which I was pretty proud of because it's like, oh my gosh, is that my arm? Um, I was so excited. And also the, the most recent side by side, the post, like I took a post out, a post workout selfie of my face only from January uh, and one that was taken in September. And the difference in my face is radically different. Yeah. But here's what I can tell you is one month from today, I don't care if I still have some, you know, elastic skin, you know, like I look like Mr. Rubber Stretch Man or whatever. Um, but I've already committed to this. No matter what I look like on November 14th of this year, I'm going to, I t- one uh, on November 14th of last year, I took the before photos that you see at that post at podcastanswerman.com slash six months. Those photos were taken with my shirts on, with my shirt on. I also, that very same day, took pictures of me without my shirt on. Oh. Very embarrassing photos. Hmm. And I will on November 14th of this year take pictures of me without my shirt on and it'll be the first time I do a before and after photo with me without a shirt on and I'm one of those guys who when I went swimming I always wore a shirt (laughs) I know what you mean (laughs) and I'm I'm excited man and so here's a big thing for you then yeah it is a huge thing and so what I can tell you is that after nine months of all of this it, it this is my lifestyle and of course, it's been 11 months now, but for the last two months, I've decided to, I need to actually get back into the business side of things. Mm-hmm. I need to start working on some goals for my business. And, and, um, and my idea was that I would actually go so far to the extreme of putting my, my work life last and my fitness and health life first so that when I actually decide to come back to my business, it kind of, I have stretched so far in the other direction that when I come back, I kind of bounce, balance somewhere in the middle. And that worked. 
Hmm. Because I can tell you that I am still the guy who loves the work that I do and I get really excited and I can sit behind my desk and, and work around work around the clock if I want to. But I can tell you right now, it is because of what I've done this year, because of what I've done over the last 11 months, um, I am not tempted at all, not even in the slightest, to miss a workout. And my workouts will always be more important than the work that I do. You know, um, success leaves clues is what they say, right? And there's so many in what you've just talked about. And not only is it a physical and, and through fitness, but there are clues to success and, and living life on purpose in almost any area of your life that you want to apply some of these things that, that I'm just listening to you that I'm, I'm, I'm picking out, you know, just, just the fact that you talk about running to the finish line every single day. Like that's the finish line of life every single day, celebrating that and striving for that every single day, running that race every single day. Boy, that's, that's just, that's massive on its own. It is, isn't it? I mean, how many times, Justin, have you fallen into this trap that I did where uh, in our work or in our family life, it's all about that next big event. So we're mm. it's like all about working up to that next family vacation that we're mm-hmm. going to go on. Or it's in our business. It's that next big conference that we're excited about preparing for. It's that next big product launch that we're going to launch. And we're so busy working towards that one day in the future yeah. which is the equivalent of, quote unquote, the triathlon or the marathon that we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, what happens when you cross that goal off your list? Well, then what happens to a lot of people who sign up for these events? They train for them, they train for them, they go and they achieve it. They go across the finish line. And then half the people or more probably end up being in a physical place where they were before they ever made the commitment to start training in the first place. Yeah. And, and the same thing, it's like you go on your family trip, you go on your family vacation and you come back from it and then you're just, you're, you're just as disconnected from your wife or your kids as you had been before you decided to, to plan that vacation and go on it. Yeah, there's almost a letdown after big events or big moments that you spend so much time. And I, I almost, I used to feel this way with Christmas, I think, like when I was younger, that there was this big build up to Christmas. Christmas is coming and there's the family getting together and there's all the fun things that go with it. And of course, opening the presents. And as, and as soon as you're done with that moment, there's just like the air's been out, let out of the balloon, you yeah. know? We, we often hear it called living in the present, you know, and, and that that's a that's a phrase and that, that we're pr- pretty familiar with. It's like, listen, I, I, I don't want to just live in the future of what I'm going to achieve down the road because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Live today. If, if, if I knew that I wasn't going to be here tomorrow, what would I do today? Those are the kinds of thoughts that I want. I want to live fully alive today. You know, at, at, when I go to bed at night. And I, I, I want to ask myself this question and I don't ask myself this question, but maybe I should start asking myself this question. It's like, if tonight were my last night on this earth, did I do today something worth living? Was today worth what I've done? Hmm. And I want to live fully alive each day. And, and for me, when I, when I put my health and my fitness first, that's not just putting me first, but it's also saying, hey, Stephanie, my wife. I love you. I care about you. And as far as it concerns my ability to control, 
I'm doing my best to be healthy so that I can be here to protect you, to provide for you, uh, to, to be here with you, to keep you company, to be your husband, to be here to love you. I can't promise you that I won't get hit by a bus or a train or come down with some kind of disease that just can't be avoided. But as far as it concerns me, today I took care of the things that I could take care of. And I did it for me, but I also did it for you. And by the way, that goes for you too, kids. And also, by the way, that goes for all the people who are purchasing products and services from me. I want to be here to continue to be able to do that for you and for other people down the road that might benefit from the things that God has planned for me. And so what I have come to realize is that by making that my first and foremost goal, I've really started to see a, a lot more what I'll call a balanced approach to life. I gotta tell you, that's a, that's a, it's a great place to end it, Cliff. I, I thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and, and everything that you've been through because there's so many different um, – this will be an episode that will be worth going back to listen to again because there's so many different pieces. There's nuggets of gold there and, uh, and wisdom through, throughout so much of this entire interview. But thank you so much for joining us. I know um, you do have – several ways that people can connect with you and obviously the podcast. And I can't wait to see what you've got coming in the future, because I know there are big things. I think you're just starting to barely even scratch the surface here of what you've got coming. But uh, how can we find you today? Sure. Let me uh, tell you the, the most important way that you can find me today. I would encourage you to get onto my mailing list. Uh, and even if you're not interested in starting a podcast, uh, I'm going to be doing some things different in 2016 with my mailing list. And I would encourage you to go ahead and get on my mailing list. Understand that probably any emails that you get from me for the next two months will be probably podcast and business related. But there's going to be a lot about lifestyle, mindset, and and some other things. And in the probably within the next couple months, I'll have it set up to where you're going to get an email that says, listen, if you would like this kind of content, click here. If you'd like this kind of content, click here. And you'll be able to click and choose. And for in the future, you'll only get communications from me about certain kind of content. But really, I found, Justin, that the most valuable way to stay connected with people is through my mailing list. So podcastanswerman.com slash list is the mailing list I would tell you to get on. Uh, and then outside of that, Pursuing a Balanced Life is my podcast over at pursuingabalancedlife.com. And even if you are not interested in launching a podcast, my podcast, Answer Man podcast, is not just about podcasting. Uh, in fact, there are hundreds of people who are subscribed to it that have no desire to ever have a podcast, but they listen to it simply because of the the mindset and lifestyle approach that I take to taking your mis- your message, your business, and the keyword, your life, to the next level. Hmm. You know, I think that's interesting because when you and I connected at first, um, I don't think we really even talked much about or if at all about podcasts. But, you know, the, one of the things that did, um, you know, attract me to you was, was probably just your overall you know, uh, your overall attitude, your outlook on life. And, and of course, you know, the, the cool stuff that you do talk, cause I know you talk about quite a, quite a few things, tech gadgets and things like that, that I get interested into, you know, on your podcast and your Apple watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, you fired me up. I had to finally go get an Apple. Watch. How, how, how much do you love that watch today? 
I, oh, I love it just as much today as I did then. And, and I could go on and on about it. You know, the interesting thing, and if I can just make one more plug for podcast answer, man, sure. uh, you, you probably know Michael Hyatt, right? Yeah. And I would imagine the people who listen to your show, they're familiar with Michael Hyatt. This is my greatest endorsement in the world. Listen to this. Well, I've told you before, this is why I listen to your podcast. You know, it's not, it's not because I need more technical information on podcasting. Right now, I mean, the way I'm doing podcasting doesn't really require anything of me technically. I just listen to you because I like the way that you think about life, how you approach the problems you're trying to solve, and just your voice. So I, I, you could be talking about anything, and I'd be interested. That, my friends, is why I do what I do. That's cool. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much. And again, if folks want to uh, get in touch and jump on uh, the email list and get more from you, what is the best way again? Just head over to podcastanswerman.com slash list. Very cool. Cliff, uh, I wish you the best man in the future. And I'm excited to see uh, what you what you come up with next. We may even have to do an update. I would love that, man. I'm glad we connected. I, I love following you on on Facebook, I'm connected with thousands of people, but I actually only follow under 100 people, and you're one of them. And I just love seeing your post, man. Very cool, man. Well, we'll, we'll be in touch, I'm sure. Thank you, brother, and I appreciate it. And uh, and have fun today. I uh, I know you're uh, I know you're on your way out with the kids. So, all right, man. Thanks. Have a, have a good one. See ya. All right. So, in fact, we do have an update for you. I don't know if you heard Cliff say it, but this podcast was actually recorded this episode in October of 2015, and it will be released and aired in March of 2016. Long story for why that is, but it's finally out, and there's even better news about Cliff, his journey, and how far he's come. You heard him talking about his weight loss, and I want you to see the pictures that he has released. I'm putting them up actually on our show notes page for this episode at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero zero two. That's justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero zero two, where you can also find the link to Cliff's, uh, his blog himself, uh, links to his podcast, how to connect with him. And I suggest you do because he's got a great story and He's just getting started. And take a look at those pictures. Wow. I'm inspired and I'm ready to get started uh, myself. I don't know about you, but that's what this whole uh, experience, this whole show is all about, right? It's about looking at life in a different way. Instead of getting caught up in the current that seems to just drag us out to see at times in life, right? It's about living life in a way that you chart your course, that you're the captain of your own ship, you know, and that you live on purpose. Of course, there are more tips, tricks, and inspiration at justinbarclay.com. I encourage you, click for the free and awesome updates. I give out all kinds of great stuff. In my newsletter, if you go to justinbarkley.com, you can click there for exclusive content and get all the information. Find out when the newest and latest episode is coming out. And, of course, we will keep you posted 
on all the behind the scenes stuff that's going on as we record these new podcasts. Who would you like to hear from? Is there anybody that you could say for a fact, I would love to hear this person's stories because that's what we're, we're all about doing is telling those stories of people that have taken some tragedies in their life and turned them into triumph, the pain into purpose, found the opportunity and the obstacles. I'd love to hear from you. JustinBarkley.com. Have a great day and week. We'll see you right back here next week with On Purpose. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network.